This is a Burn FM podcast. Welcome to Questionable, a podcast dedicated to answering life's biggest questions. I'm your host, Rhiannon Wood, and today I'm joined by Grace Forster and Iona Mark. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we're going to be talking about what is love discussing things to do with relationships breakups love all these kind of fun things so let's open the question to start with what do you guys think about love what is it to you we're like the worst people to talk about this because we're like the three okay we may be emotional wrecks when it comes to <laughs> And love. But still, we have our opinions, don't we? I guess it's just like a really strong attachment to someone. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, whenever I think... I mean, maybe less so as I've gotten older, and I feel like that kind of love is a bit more nice and positive. But I think in the past, when I was, like, growing up and stuff, it probably was just, like, an infatuation with a person and, like, just an attachment to somebody Mm. rather than what quote-unquote lovers. I feel like you could grow to love someone mm. if you just spent enough time with them and you were put in like a positive mm. environment with them. Like obviously if it's like negative and awkward you're not gonna like them. What's so it like in the past when like arranged marriages were the thing? You yeah. think that love can grow out of just getting to know someone really really well? Yeah. Well it's like a, it's an evolutionary thing isn't it? So like it's not necessarily you know someone who's perfect for you but like if they're there and they're you know what's best at the time yeah then you will just grow to love someone. Yeah so you base it a lot of our, our physical factors that we look for in a partner are like strong body, mentally capable and stuff like mm. this. So if we fall in love with those factors, surely is it not just an evolutionary thing because those are things that are going to give us the strongest mate and mm. produce the strongest kids. But then how do you distinguish between I'm attracted to someone and I love someone? Like at what point do you think, okay, right, I love that person as opposed to like, you know, when you are getting with someone and then you suddenly like, this is it. This is the moment where it's clicked in my head. Like where does the line get drawn? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Surely you say I love you to somebody. Well, yeah, to like my mum. <laughs> 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 yeah, to my mum. <laughs> no, like I, I guess like it's that when you care for someone so much that you couldn't exist without them, almost mm. not exist without them, but like it's like the thought of living without a person becomes horrible. Yeah, yeah but do you not think you could get that with like Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> 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 Stockholm oppressor would be hard to imagine. But that's where we go back to the question of like, what is love then? Because I guess we always say that there's like loads of different types of love, right? We say that there's like love that you feel for your family. Mm -hmm. That's a kind of unconditional love. And then we separate romantic uh, love off. But if we're thinking about it as like an infatuation and an attachment, maybe that's why we see them as different. And what true love is, is the kind of love you have for your friends and your family. Because Mm -hmm. that's a feeling of, I mean, obviously you want them in your lives and you can't essentially live without them, but you don't completely crumble 
when you not speak to them no, for like a few yeah, months. Yes. Yeah. Which is strange. But do you not think that's because the people that we love that are like outside of the family and friends group, they're people that we choose to be so we want to be around them all the time. Yeah. And obviously we're around our friends all the time when we form those initial attachments. So probably if we didn't spend that time together when we first getting to know our friends, probably won't be as close because obviously you don't develop such a strong friendship or love that way mm. but then when you're seeing someone you do you spend like all your time with each other whether it's talking or physically because yeah. then long distance relationships work when people are together and then have to be apart i suppose it what works for you though from my long distance relationship experience and you probably feel the same and yeah. in fact all <laughs> of us have experienced this it yeah. sucks yeah. yeah it's but i think this is that thing that your idea of love is based upon your first experience of it. Really? So, yeah, so your relationship with your parents will set this pace, I guess, for like mm. the rest of your relationships. So that's why we're so <laughs> well this is the thing like we all have a different perception of love and it's all it's all formed and molded by our experiences of it and what we see so like when we grow up and we see like depictions in films of love and like mm. and tv and then like you say your family mm. that's why we probably have a cut-off point of i love you in a different place and it feels differently. But the thing is, like, everyone says that y you're in this relationship and then it doesn't just happen after a few weeks and then it takes, like, a while and then you start to realise, oh, maybe I'm in love with them. But I've never noticed, like, a point where it's got past, like, the year mark and I've been like, wow, yeah, I think I love you mm. now. Yeah. Like, I've always kind yeah. of felt the same the whole way through. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like, you'll know whether you like someone within the first, like, five minutes. Really? Well, as in like them, just generally like no, them? No, like, like, more than... You can develop fancying so I mean, yeah, time. like, but I think it's pretty clear, like, straight away, like, if you know, it's like that, if you know, you know. True. Yeah, because I can't imagine ever reaching a point of being like, wow, this is real love now. Yeah. Because all I think is just, I like, get more attached to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you, yeah. Just, you just couldn't imagine. You just become more dependent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just become more dependent on it. But what about, like, the honeymoon phase and stuff? Like, they always say the first, like, what, mm. six to eight months are, like, the phase where everything's perfect. Why does that end? Because Cause it's not gonna be <laughs> like if that if it dies because I think I think the longest relationships are the ones where it is just like you are just best friends like that's true yeah that's the thing you care about each other more than anything do you not reckon at the start at the, in the honeymoon phase though you just prioritize each other more and then you start to realize like okay if we're yeah. actually gonna if we're actually gonna be a big part of each other's lives we need so, to yeah. develop our own lives around each other mm. so maybe it's just that point where you just need to prioritize other things and that's kind of where you make or break it mm. when you realize that this person doesn't have to be your entire life mm. and then you try and move on and that's where relationships either work or don't work because you're like my job comes first or my job comes first but you can also fit in with it as well mm, yeah what if we've developed love like you say like a, as an evolutionary thing we've developed it to kind of make it more secure in a relationship so that obviously when we form partnerships with people like forever and, and in, in like our ancestors time we want like a relationship where we know that our child is going to be protected and have the best chance at life so what if we develop love as this sort of like evolutionary feeling to kind of add a safety net for the children's upbringing because if you love someone you're more likely to stay with them forever rather mm -hmm. than just meet with someone that you don't care about because two is better than one in an upbringing right yeah i guess now because i mean when we were you know not homo sapiens or whatever we would be in packs wouldn't we so mm -hmm. i guess the mums would all work together it wouldn't really matter but now because we are such individual in the relationship i guess yeah two would be better than one mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what leads into my m monogamy versus polyamory thing like 
I assume we're all monogamous people. Like, I could not <laughs> imagine. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think. No, not like. Not, not, like, not in a proper relationship, not a relationship no. with multiple people. No, no. Because <laughs> I could have a threesome. <laughs> 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 you have a few side But, like, why can't we do that? What is stopping you? from saying, oh yeah, 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 I could have multiple partners. I guess just jealousy. Yeah. We don't like to feel left out or like we're not included. And it's very like, it's very intimate and to like share that with it. Right now I find it difficult enough with one person. <laughs> Open it up to like three, you know? Yeah, that's the thing because the whole thing about why a relationship is so good is because it's just between you and one other person that kind of mm. makes it special. Whereas yeah. I don't see how it could be special when you're trying to include three people in that all the time. Yeah. Like, it's just more people to argue with. <laughs> exactly. like, it's just not exactly. <laughs> I've seen couples on Tinder that put like a couple profile on. Really? Yeah, to like advertise for like someone yeah. else to be in there. Yeah. So weird. But is that just for sex or is that for like an actual third partner? I don't know, I feel like it'd be, there's easier ways of finding a third partner, surely. Or maybe Tinder. not, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's last resort. Well, I saw one recently as well. I mean, maybe this was on Twitter that I saw it, where it was like two lads that had both paid for, t they paid for Tinder premium on one account, so they advertised themselves, both of them on one account. It's like, <laughs> if you match with us, DM us which one you think was the better. <laughs> How peak would it be though if one of them got all of yeah. the DMs? <laughs> He'd be like, oh, another one? Oh, Is it me this time? Oh, like he went on like like some girl and thought she was really fit and then she was like, oh no, I want the other one. Sorry, I don't want you. Not, not you. I'll be mate. And then speaking about friendships, let's talk about like love in friendships. Like how does that differentiate then? I mean, obviously you're not like romantically attracted to them, so that is the first distinction. But like the love you have for your friends is such a special type of love because it's like no matter what happens, providing that they're not horrible people, they are there for you, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but I wouldn't really call that love, I'd just say they're just your really good friends mm. more than anything. But maybe that's just because I'm a bit... Unlucky. But would you not say that you love your friends? <laughs> yeah, I love you, but I'd just say like, oh, I love them. Like, I don't feel like like strong feelings yeah, towards not, our friendships. I mean, occasionally, like, I'll have, like, times where I'm just, you, but, like, when you're, like, when you're having a good like, time sunny, together. you have a drink, you're like, I love my yeah. bed. <laughs> and you're like, I love you guys. <laughs> when, when you're, you're crying, <laughs> you're in the bathroom, in a club. <laughs> Tears are falling in your eyes. <laughs> you're so beautiful. <laughs> some, some groups just are like that. Like, they are much more affectionate towards yeah. each other than we are, though. I think we are yeah. just cynical when it comes to I that was, kind of thing. I, like, I say this all the time, because, like, with like my housemates like they are so nice like yeah. so caring and they like give they're like always doing stuff and i always get a bit emotional because i'm like what is this <laughs> <laughs> like we just fucking move the shit yeah <laughs> we're just not nice to each other but it's all coming from a place of love yeah, yeah. but um no, somebody, I was talking about this with somebody recently, like, people show their love in different ways, yeah. and, like, some people, which none of us, I know we're not like this, are really, like, physical love, so, like, mm. the girls that will lie on the sofa together spooning each other, like, while they're watching films oh, and God. stuff, or, like, yeah. in a bed, they'll be, like, cuddling, because that's the way that they show their affection towards people. Yeah, or when they walk, like, uh, with their arms in each other's arms yeah. on the street, I'm just, I can never, if one of you guys tried to do that with me, I'd actually vomit. <laughs> there is other ways to show love so like another way would be in gift form so people just give you stuff all yeah. the time and then the third way was like doing acts of service so things like cooking a meal for somebody mm. or that you know quite, showing a gesture yeah I mean, this, like, 
Six. What, six love languages? Yeah, so I, I read like an article it's about like it. It's like, we can Google it. Yeah. Physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but... Quality time. Quality time. Yeah, but I couldn't pick just one that I really like. Well, no, you, you, you like, obviously everyone appreciates all of them, <laughs> but you, there's one that you value the most. Like yeah. This. Well, what is... So for me, I would say that in, in terms of my friends, I would always do acts of service. That's the way I show my love. But then with like partners, I think it's probably physical touch. What, what, what about you two? What, what's the ways that I feel you... the same for friends though. Like you, can't, I mean, you can't like physical touch wouldn't be a big no. one. No. no. Or words of affirmation, really. Like I don't need reassurance that you guys are my friends. But then maybe with a partner, that is completely different. Maybe with a partner, because it is just you and them. Mm. You need that constant reassurance. Yeah. It's not even reassurance though, it's just like appreciation. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's my top one because it's like, I get a bit too like, if someone's a bit too like complimenty, it's a bit like, oh, no, I It seems like a joke that. as well. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like gosh, fucking you can only call me beautiful seven times and I'm like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you're lying. I don't know. <laughs> like acts of service, like you can never do too much for me. You know what I mean, <laughs> I would love. Like yeah, if someone, if someone was like, no, 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 like you just be like, can I just do something? Do I'm not inebriated. <laughs> I can do it myself. Not <laughs> What's the nicest act of love someone's done for you, or that you've done for somebody? I'm trying to think. I love doing little things for people though. Like when I really, when I really like someone, I love doing little. Yeah. Not like being a mum, but do you know what kind of thing I mean? Yeah. Like, I mm. love looking after a boy like. It makes me feel really nice. Mm. Like just maybe doing like the washing up or doing like mm. just little things like, like making a meal or getting them a drink or whatever. Like I really I really enjoy that. That makes me feel mm-hmm. like I'm not wanted but I'm like being, you know, useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, for me, it's validation in your own life. <laughs> I serve a purpose. <laughs> and I think that makes me annoyed when I don't receive that back because yes! I'm always like, well, you need to do the same amount that I need to do. But yeah. that's not the case. Like, I'm choosing to do that because that's just what I enjoy. Mm. That should be on them to then reciprocate that. You don't expect it in return, but also, why do boys not just do anything in return? Like, you do everything (laughs) for them, and then, like, you're lucky if, like, they remember your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) But I keep thinking, like, why are boys and girls so different? Because surely there can't be these extreme differences just because of just nature. Yeah. Surely it just Mm. may just be, oh, you're a boy, like, you're not meant to remember birthdays or whatever, do you know? (laughs) (laughs) We don't expect that. Because it's so universal, though. There's something in your brain that doesn't remember birthdays. (laughs) Maybe maybe there is an element of, like, environment that plays into it, though, and upbringing. Because, obviously, there's the natural gender bias of, like, that's ingrained in our language and everything we do. Maybe, to an extent, there's, like, subliminal messages that go into both of us. Because, obviously, we're supposed to be domestic, like, nurturing. We're supposed to do things for them. Mm. Whereas they're supposed... They've grown up to be independent and, like, strong-headed so to them like remembering something about us is less important whereas we're supposed to be serviceable (laughs) but again i I can't believe i just said that because it makes me seem like i just want to be serviceable (laughs) i just want to sit at home i just want to go clean your house and cook your tea that's all i'm worth oh my god Oh my god, the indoctrination is so deep that we actually want to do that yeah. for them. But also, no, when someone gets protective it. over me, I kind of like that as well. Oh my god, yes. If someone fought over you, I would love that. 
he got a GBH because of me. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like when like when a guy's flirting with you and you've got a boyfriend and they get fuming about it. Yeah. <laughs> like there's been times where like they've hurled abuse at them across the room because of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> keep going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's le- it's more just like to piss someone off. It's kind of nice. To make them jealous. It's not. It's not like to piss them off, but just to like. You know, if I can keep him in check, like, mm. remind them, I can leave whenever I want, But do you think if we hadn't have grown up in such a competitive relationship environment, like where people are, you know, there's a risk of cheating, there's a risk of people just leaving you, do you reckon we would still want to feel that, like, stay in line, like, watch mm. out, be careful? Or do you reckon that's because, like, us, we just like that now? No, I think it is a definite, like, societal thing. Because also, mm. I strongly believe that if society was polyamory and like multiple relationships were a thing and like monogamy wasn't so revered we would all think completely differently mm. about relationships. I don't think gender would be such a big deal. Either. No. Yeah. I keep wanting to talk about like the chemical, I feel like you might know something about Oh this. my god right oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> but, like, I would like chemistry. to know what, because obviously like. I don't know the first thing, I wouldn't know, I really wouldn't know. But like think about when you cuddle someone, it's supposed to release like serotonin mm-hmm. and like happy hormones and that's why like it's supposed to be really good for you but then when you like come away from being at someone's house and like you've been cuddling them and yeah. stuff, you do feel that withdrawal don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you go it's sad and like mm. So in a sense you can say that things like that is a chemical reaction in your head. Yeah, do you not reckon it's just hormonal though to do with like reproduction mm. and stuff like that? But then what makes a certain person evoke those pheromones in mm. you? Because that just need, must just be your head linking to your body. Like why do we find certain people attractive? And what process does that become into love? Because obviously like you can look at two people that you both think are attractive but one's more likely to be someone that you'd fall in love with. And why is that? because it's the sort of kind of things you look for in people. And I guess, does that mean then that personality is what makes you love somebody and everything else is what you're attracted to? Well, surely, because I've seen people write lists of things that they look for in a person and it can be like very specific things, Mm. like they've got to respect the job that I do. And then you're then more likely to fall in love with a person that does that. But that's just a a purely superficial thing that you've just made up in your head that Mm. I want to be with someone that respects my job. There can't be a link between them respecting your job and you releasing hormones like or serotonin. Surely, but do you just link that together? Maybe, but I guess with that, it's like, if that's because if your job is what you love to do, then it is like, it's like a reflection on you. And if then, if they don't respect your job, then they don't respect you. Yeah, that's true. It's like validation. You make an interesting point there when you say it's something that you love to do. So when you think about something that you personally love to do, why is that? Because you enjoy it and it makes you happy. Mm. Can we then apply that to people? Yeah, do you love somebody yeah. because it makes you happy to yeah. be around them? Is that the foundation of what love is? But you can love people that make you miserable. Yeah. Like what you were yeah, saying before. Yeah, yeah. Like, how can you love somebody that makes you miserable? So that's the thing, but this is also like why people say in like abusive relationships and stuff. You know how we like learn about in psychology, mm. just because like the risk factor is just not not worth leaving. But then, is it still love? No, surely not. It's just fear. No, yeah. and you're right. But then also, like, if your child is a bad person, an awful person, commits horrendous crimes, people still love their children. Yeah. Why do you still love that person when you know how awful they are? But that's just because you're attached to them, you've known them the whole life, like they mm. came out of you. So again, it goes back to this idea of attachment, and it's just yeah. this kind of like clinging on. Maybe it's like a reflection on yourself, not them. Well, doesn't the, the feeling of love apparently like also starts the fight or flight response? Well? Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know how? I, I always yeah. see like stupid fucking articles and then like 
<laughs> come away with them with like very <laughs> small amounts of information. Like yes. Or well, you think you've read the whole article, but you just you just have you just read the headline. Yeah. Oh, I, I fully understand what's I, going yeah, on I there. Because I know about fight or flight. Yeah. Yeah. I know about that <laughs> let's try. Let's try to imagine it. Why would you fight or flight for someone that you love? Fight. You can kind of see where that translates to. If it's like an attraction. Maybe. No, but the fight or flight is like to do with adrenaline, isn't it? Yeah, it's, like it's the release of adrenaline. But then I guess there is that kind of. Do you not like? You yeah, feel a bit of like, like the excitement when, you, like, when you're going to see someone that you that you like, you get really like. <laughs> That's true, and then you get like nerves and anxiety around yeah. it, which is just because of fight or flight. I don't know. It has to be a bodily thing that you can't control. No, I was just going to say it's a probably a mental thing. If you overthink something so much, maybe I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> anxious. Maybe <laughs> just got crippling. <laughs> <laughs> convince yourself that you don't love someone like can you choose not to like somebody no i don't think so no i don't think so that's <laughs> your choice yeah i know <laughs> i tried hard enough I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if i put my mind to it okay though i think we've all had questionable choices well this is the thing if oh, it's yeah, not a choice it, we've had some right? questionable i've had fucking many every single one quite <laughs> 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 yeah but then if it's not a choice then that's just a reflection on ourselves <laughs> yeah literally i hate mine so. <laughs> Maybe we just lower ourselves to the complete rock bottom yeah. of what we can achieve. <laughs> but then again, we all have experienced like some like family difficulties. So like, if it is down to like what you base your attachment type off, then maybe that is just it, and it's not actually mm. our choices at all. It's just what we look for. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not having grown up with father figures, like you want someone that's just gonna be there, like for you. Yeah, feels yeah. like a dad. Like we'll do like things for you. It definitely. And the idea of someone leaving is just absolutely you just can't mm. imagine it, even though they could be the biggest shit in the world like you just don't want them to go literally <laughs> but like i do i do self-destruct in relationships i just oh, yeah, i yeah. do which is makes me worry about the future <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm, I'm at this point where i'm just kind of like i'm not sure if i'm meant for it you know yeah <laughs> exactly like, maybe to. i'm just i'm just like I'm just gonna leave it, you know? Yeah, but you know it'll come out of nowhere That's one day. That's what I mean, like, I think I've probably gotta just do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I have visions of like a world where like, I live with like a close friend or like a couple of close friends, we all have our own kids. We have like boys that come and go, but like at the end of the day, the solid foundation is like me and my friends. Mm -hmm. And then because we all have like our own jobs and stuff, there's loads of money coming in, so everyone does fine. Yeah. Like I would be like, that is the, but then you like you say, it'll See, come that, out of nowhere. That absolutely terrifies me, that really? idea. Like, I would love to live my friends but I don't want like I, I would love a little like I don't, I don't really want a family but I wouldn't like the idea of like raising my kids with just like my friends and having no kind of permanence in their lives mm, I suppose also like I think because especially when we're younger and like for our 20s as well everything's going to be so impermanent like we're going to mm. be moving around so much yeah. mm. and like the idea of them there being an end thing where like you kind of settled is reassuring yeah being like oh it's all gonna be okay in the end like it's rough now but just think of you know, ten years. Mm -hmm. Also, a bit of a tangent, but like, kind of going back to like how we perceive love. How do you know when somebody loves you without them saying to you? Like, what do you think are the cues that you can be like, yeah, they love me? Because when they look at you in that way, and you're <laughs> just like, oh. Wow. <laughs> or when they're looking at you when you when they think you can't see them, and you're just like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Or it could be creepy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's like when I because I'm very like standoffish. Mm. I think a lot, and I think like if someone. <laughs> Because I can, like, get it gets to a point, I think, with a lot of mine where I seem like I'm not interested. And if they still pursue, <laughs> even when I'm, like... But, like... 
But then I have had things like that where I've been like, no. It's actually like, I'm actually not interested. Because all of these things could be telling me, it's like them looking at yeah. you could be creepy. Yeah. And then keep pushing, it could be very bad. Yeah. Not, no, but just like, them not being offended if I'm just one, you know, if one day I wake up and I'm like, N I don't want to talk to you today. Mm. Then they'll, they'll just understand that. And they'll yeah. allow me to do yeah, that. And they'll still true. like, care about me for that. Because like, that's my thing. I'm very like, I'm either fucking all in or yeah. don't talk to me. <laughs> and it changes very quickly. Yeah. But like, mm. do you think that because it's all such a chemical thing and such like an ingrained you've been brought up this way, do you think that you can actually like change the way you respond to people, mm. be less jealous, for example? Yeah, that's. I'm always worried about that because like I feel like when I start, you know, something, I'm I'm always like trying to come across as like too perfect. Yeah. Like, like I'm like I have no flaws, and and then as well, I don't like if someone ups, like does something that I don't agree with or like crosses a boundary, I'm not like firm enough and being like no like I don't and I try to like not do that but I think it's like something in me that's like ingrained to just be a bit because when I like someone I'm just like yeah whatever walk all over me I don't care like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's bad yeah that is bad because you always think like I'm never gonna let someone treat me yeah in this way like I have set standards like if someone does this that's not okay but then as soon as you like someone you're just like oh whatever like, yeah and but then you create problems for yourself because like it, it'll allow a behavior at the start and they'll think that's okay and then they'll keep doing it and then that will be what kills the mm -hmm. relationship because you've allowed it to go on mm. yeah. well i guess this is the same like thing with uh, if a relationship starts the cheating will it ends in cheating because i've been oh, in those yeah. before and if you start cheating it's like someone ends up doesn't matter who it is if it's the tables have turned but mm. you're just gonna end in cheating anyway just because you know that that's a accepted standard in that relationship yeah. you literally can't change and then like i mean I, we kind of touched on it but like why does love hurt so much when it like ends then why do breakups suck so much because it's just a universally mm. accepted thing that they are hard to deal with the thing is like you literally because i mean obviously let's speak for recent experiences but like you literally lose your best friend as well like that's true you you it's not just the romantic attraction love it's like losing one of you guys as well but mm -hmm. in like such a savage like i think with friends it would it would be over a long period of time yeah, that you, you try fizzle out yeah life. but in a relationship it literally cuts like dead and if you try and save it by dragging it out it only makes it worse, more, worse in yeah. the long term. like i guess you just lose like every kind of love that you ever have for that person mm -hmm. in one mm. go and do you think it's worse to like break up with someone but mutually and you stay friends quote unquote or they've done something to you and you fucking despise them i guess it depends how you deal with the hate though because mm. some people can like hate people but not get all caught up in it but yeah. i think that that would be better in a relationship like it's sad because you lose them but equally all that love turns into hate yeah. and which you know as long as you're not nasty to them and you just deal with that on your own then that's fair yeah. enough but when it's like a mutual thing you don't dislike mm. them, they've done nothing wrong, and so, like, it just, it's hard yeah. to get over. I, mean, I don't really, like, I don't want to say, like, I, I don't really hate, like, I don't hate any of my exes, like, at all. Like, I think for me, it's just mostly, like, I just kind of, like, I like a, di I like a clean break that's just, like, we don't need to speak to each other anymore, but I don't have any, like, animosity mm. towards you, like, you're calm. Like, Which I reckon that's because you're, in most of your breakups, like, you're, you've been the one that's been like, okay, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. If, if someone did that to you and was like, okay, no more contacts, but you still really like them. Mm. It's a different I mean, story, like, then. I've had, like, one or two where it's been on the other part. Like, I don't... 
I don't hate those people, but like I don't I don't want to speak to them anymore, and I don't want to be like associated with them. Like mm -hmm. yeah, I guess I dislike them a little bit for that that one thing they did, but I don't hate them. Mm. I just but I don't I don't think like for me I don't think like a friends works. Yeah. No. No, I don't think it does work. No. And you can try, but like how long do you reckon that you should leave between that period of being like okay we're not gonna be together and then maybe trying to be friends? When you can safely say in yourself, I'm over them. But how do you know yeah. that if you don't have any contact with them? Because I think you do You do know. Like, yeah. if you're still thinking about them mm. and you're not talking to them, you're probably not over them. Yeah. Completely, anyway. Yeah. But then the thing is, if you don't think about them anymore, <laughs> you don't pursue being friends yeah, with them because exactly. you've forgotten about them. Yeah. It is sad because you do lose somebody in your life that was once really important to you. Yeah, and also like pe when people get asked you when they're like you can't be friends, well, there's a reason why we were we we were literally together for X amount of time in the first place. Like we do clearly get on. There is clearly enough there to be a relationship, so there's definitely enough to be friends. I think it's a very mature thing to do to be able to be friends with someone, see them a lot, and like be cool and not get weird about them getting with other people or stuff like that. Because you see people like people with kids, and then like the mum and the dad will be divorced, and the mum will have a new partner, but the mum and the dad will still be best friends. Like, I've seen lots of yeah. shows where that happens. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they're not one. They're not best friends. <laughs> they don't talk so like, every like, day. Like, no, my parents aren't like friends, but like they still like care about each other to an extent. Like my mum's still worried about my dad. Like in yeah. terms of like, but I maybe that's because you know he's the father of their children. Like yeah. if he goes off the rails, that's obviously going to negatively impact me and my brother. Yeah. So like, but in a way, then she still loves him. Not in the sense of yeah. romantic. Well, love. I think like they were together for like twenty plus years. Yeah. So I think and to know someone for that long, I don't think you can't stop caring about. Around, yeah. Especially if we only get what eighty years, and that they're like yeah. a quarter of your life. Yeah. Like oh my god, yeah. I didn't think about that. God, and the people like the old people that are together for like fifty plus years. Mm. That's like. <laughs> you could be married to someone longer than you haven't been married yeah. to someone. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. Which is <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> which I don't really like the thought of. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it signals codependency, doesn't yeah. it? Which is not what we like. What would a world without love look like then? Do you think? Without any kind of love. Yeah. Like, imagine any. how fucking cold we don't. Without even. <laughs> that'd be some like. I, just, I don't know why I associate that with riots. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. True. It kind of reminds. So I'm rereading 1984. Basically, it's just about totalitarian state. Yeah. And like, I feel yeah, like that is quite a good reflection of what a world without love would be like. Where everybody just serves the, yeah. the state. Yeah. And they live to serve. They don't have relationships with other people because they physically can't. Yeah. And so they're indoctrinated to believe that their life serves and they don't do anything else well i guess what are you literally what are you living for like joy yeah. in like but you it's like totally solitary joy like you don't you don't enjoy things with other people because you don't you don't have friends mm -hmm. so I you would just but the thing is i i think there's like i wouldn't say there's many things that i enjoy that are like just me you know yeah that's like, true like the joy of life is people mm -hmm. and your friends and your family Love. That's so cute. We are social beings. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to think of a, a time where you're like, I had such a good night, a good day, that was just you on your own. Yeah, like no. You have personal achievements, right? Yeah. But that doesn't bring you the ultimate joy in your life. 
God. This is why our society is so fucked up that we have like a five day working week and a two day week. Like we live, we do live to serve. Like yeah. at this point, yeah. sorry, that that yeah, was that more was depressing. <laughs> we are already living it. <laughs> <laughs> just grasping on. Let's <laughs> say I think you just got to think about like what the whole point yeah. of life is. Like if you're not enjoying it, yeah. but do you think you could sustain your life with just like hobbies and just be on your own and just just entertain just yourself? No. But like, what's the fun in doing a hobby without like showing it off to everyone? <laughs> Painting I did. I was just like doing it with other people. Like it's so yeah. nice to like do things with other people. Like mm. just do your hobbies. You can't mm. laugh to yourself, can yeah, you? No, no. Like you can't. I mean, you can make yourself laugh. But Sometimes like... I laugh at myself. <laughs> Recently, I should like try to like, love myself so much. I'm like, I'm hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but I couldn't do that all the time. I saw like a, a quote recently that was really nice. That was like, the things in your life that you do will be interesting, but they will be far less interesting than the people you do them with. Yeah, like, that is true. Oh. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you associate memories with people, don't you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Something so nice about like taking a nostalgic turn and like reminiscing on old memories with friends. Yeah, seeing an old friend, like it's. So oh nice. yeah. yeah. And having a catch up with someone yeah. and hearing about their life yeah. and what they're doing, mm. that is a beautiful thought. I mean, like even if you just take like daily tasks, like going to uni, then you just like. What are you getting out of you? You're just getting your degree. If yeah. there's no friends, like the whole point is part, like fully, like the social life and the friends that you make. And every part of your day is enhanced when somebody else is with it. Going to uni, walking to uni, is enhanced by somebody coming with yeah. you, yeah. having lunch with somebody, or sitting and studying with somebody. It just makes everything just more enjoyable yeah. and fun. So yeah, a world without love would be quite sad actually. Even if you listen to your favourite artist and you're like, I love them, like I have so much attachment towards them, affection towards them, like. That wasn't there. Like, yeah. what we'd, we'd be so dead, man. Yeah. We'd be like, because love really is such like an overwhelming feeling. Yeah. When you feel love, you're like, oh my god, it like bursts oh, out of you. Chest. Yeah, you say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. So that follows on quite nicely then. To is love a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> I mean, it can be quite. <laughs> destructive at times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Apart from when it ends and then you're still stuck with the love but you don't yeah. have to deal with it, then I guess. <laughs> that? Okay then, right. So coming to a kind of conclusion, what have we decided that love is? I do think we've kind of said it's like a, a chemical thing. That we can't do it by choice. Kind yeah. of evolved over time, a product of our upbringing. But that ultimately yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah. And it keeps us happy in life. And a world devoid of love would be a sad, sad place. Does yeah. this mean that we just live for love then? Oh. Is that what we kind of summarise? Live to love. Kind we of. Because we don't, we would never say we live to work, but at the end of the day, we, we live for relationships with people. And essentially, at the heart of those relationships are the enjoyment that they bring to you. Mm. which can be translated into love. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks wow. for having us. It's yeah. been really fun and quite deep and revealing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed and tune in next time to another episode of Questionable where we will be answering more of life's biggest questions. Bye!